The PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. What if we could block a protein to stop runaway cell division? Dana-Farber Cancer Institute laid the foundation for CDK4-6 inhibitors, drugs designed to treat many advanced breast cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. A new documentary explores the little-known stories of the first black pilots and engineers who became astronauts, pioneers of NASA's space program. Jeff Bennett has this look at the film The Space Race, which airs tonight on the National Geographic Channel and is streaming starting tomorrow on Disney Plus and Hulu. It's part of our arts and culture series, Canvas. Very few people today even have a clue about black people's contribution to human spaceflight because they weren't written in history books. To tell us more, we're joined now by one of the directors of the film, Lisa Cortez, and retired Major General Charles Bolden, an astronaut and former NASA administrator who's featured in the documentary. It's so great to have you both here. Great to be here. Thank yeah. you. And Charlie Bolden, it's always an honor to get to speak with you, in large part because you've had such a distinguished career in the military and in the space program, retired Marine Corps Major General, NASA Administrator during the Obama administration. You flew on four space shuttle missions. Yeah. It's hard to believe you didn't set out to be an aviator. I did not. I did, that is not <laughs> something I wanted to be. In fact, that was one of the things I swore I would never do, was really? fly an airplane. Okay. Yeah. No well, way. Tell me about some of the obstacles and challenges you faced in being a pioneering astronaut. I, I came from the segregated South, so I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina, my wife and me, and um, uh, at the age of 12, I saw a program called Men of Annapolis about life at the Naval Academy, decided that's where I wanted to go to school, so that was my goal in life from then on, and um, met with the obstacle when I was finally got to high school and I could apply that nobody in the South Carolina delegation was going to appoint a black to, the, to any service academy. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was just overwhelmed by disappointment, but I learned that the vice president of the United States can make an appointment of anybody, and that was Lyndon Johnson at the time. Right. So I began to write him over years, never heard from him but subsequently got a visit from a Navy recruiter and then a retired federal judge from right here in D.C., Judge Bennett, who came around uh, at the behest of President Johnson looking for qualified young men, only men back then, to, mm -hmm. to go to the service academies. I ended up getting an appointment from Congressman William Dawson in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, I was off to the Naval Academy. Wow. But I came out of there saying, no Marine Corps, no aviation. Uh, Lisa Cortez, there are any number of stories you could tell as an award-winning producer and director. Why tell this one? I am always intrigued by the hidden figures, people and yeah. stories that we think we know about. But actually, when you start to pull back the layers, you discover the contributors who have not had their time in the spotlight. And to be able to focus on the beginning of the program and Ed Dwight's journey as we trace it then to the shuttle era men and to the present was something that was missing in the popular narratives being told and just so rich in, in detail and legacy. Guy Bluford was the first black American to go into space as an astronaut. That was right. in 1983, but Lisa mentioned Ed Dwight. Yes. He was set to do that some 20 years earlier, earlier. Exactly. but it didn't work out. Tell us about him and tell us his story. This, he did not work out very simply because he was the dream of one person, and that was President uh, Kennedy. When President Kennedy was assassinated uh, within weeks, if not days, 
any dream of him becoming an astronaut was gone because they just took him out of the, the line of people who were potential astronauts. NASA went through a selection uh, that year, and he was not among those that was selected, although everybody had given him the expectation that he would be. And the explanations, uh, the, the funny thing is there are no explanations. So even to this day, you have, um, you know, you have his story from him, but there is no one on the other side to tell the opposing story. It's just everybody says, no, we never heard of that. And Ned Dwight has since become a prolific artist and sculptor. I tell people that the greatest gift to the world was Ed Dwight not being selected as an astronaut. Now, that may sound strange. Hmm. He is one of the most prolific sculptors today. The one that I love is his Emancipation sculpture, which is a life-size, I mean, it's huge, that stretches across the front of the, the state capitol in Austin, Texas. Hmm. And um, I think it's appropriate for today that Ed Dwight's uh, work going from slavery all the way up to the modern time, you know, titled Emancipation, is, is on display in front of the Texas State House. Lisa, let's talk about the pioneering black women astronauts, Mae Jemison, Stephanie Wilson, Joan Higginbotham, Cyan Proctor. How do their stories figure into the larger story of racial progress in the space program? Well, one of the things that's interesting about our film is we look at how the program changes with the introduction of the shuttle, because the shuttle allows for people who are not going to be pilots. Um, and so we first see this expansion in 83 um, uh, with the group that includes, you know, Vron and Guy and Fred. Um, and then shortly afterwards, we see Mae Jameson and other women who are scientists, who are geologists, who are able to then become a part of this expansion. And Charlie, you have logged more than 680 hours not in space. Not a lot of time. Not a lot of time? Not, not, it's, I love to hear it, uh, <laughs> and it sounds like a lot, but it, in relative terms, that's about a month in space. Okay. Um, Victor Glover, on his first flight, spent six months in space, you know, so he... And he's the first black astronaut first, to go to the International Space Station. First black astronaut to go to the International Space Station. So that'll tell you, and Victor and I have this thing that there was, a, I want to say, a 20-year gap between when I became uh, the second black pilot to fly in space, to get into NASA's astronaut program, and Victor became the third. So we, we seem to go in these decadal... <laughs> Uh, upgrades to the system, which, which just tells you that in this kind of activity, you've got to be persistent and you've got to have um, a pipeline through which people go. And, and that, you know, Lisa's movie, hopefully this is the right time for it because you're hearing a lot of ridiculous stuff about the lack of qualifications of blacks and women in fields like aviation and everything else, mm -hmm. uh, which is absolutely absurd. So you can't argue with what is documented in this particular movie. Lisa, there's such power and poignancy in letting the astronauts tell their own stories in the way that you do in this film. What conversations do you hope this documentary will inspire? Well, increasingly, we live in a time where there are many factors who are trying to tell us that the teaching of black history is not necessary, or they are trying to recreate the contributions of African-Americans to our great country. 
And Charlie Bolden has one of my favorite quotes, which is, Charlie, actually, if you will share it about <laughs> our history, I think it, it is the perfect thing that people yeah. need to understand about the film. No, I, I, what I have always said is that black history is American history. And we all play a role in the history of this country. We're, uh, you know, we're on this constant march toward a more perfect union. And my point to everyone, and I think what Lisa is saying is what this movie will hopefully portray is we deny black history, American history, at our own peril. Hmm. You know, if we choose to ignore it and choose to pretend that you and I don't exist or you and I didn't contribute to this phenomenal country that remains the greatest country on the planet, you, you do that at your own peril. We've been through this once. We've been to this game. You know, we've been to this show. Uh, the scary part about what we're going through today is the fact that we know the end if we keep going down this road of trying to pretend that people who played one of the most important roles in the space program, if you're talking about people like Katherine Johnson, the hidden figures, um, you cannot eradicate them from the story because there are too many people who participated in that story. John Glenn, when he was here on the planet, would tell you uh, that was the difference in him saying, I'm going and I'm not going, was this young black woman who had done the math and told him that everything was going to be okay. You can deny that, you can pretend it didn't happen, but you've got other people who are around who will tell you, no, nah, buddy. We weren't going had it not been for Katherine Johnson. And that's important. It's important for young kids to understand that. Yeah. Well, the film is The Space Race. Lisa Cortez, we appreciate you. And Major General Charlie Bolden, thank you so much, sir, for your, for your service, your sacrifice, and your example. It's always good to be with you and Lisa. You're two phenomenal people that I, I love dearly, and I'm, I watch you all the time. So thanks very much for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And online, you can hear more from Charles Bolden on how space changed his perspective of the world. That's on our YouTube channel.